A reading from the book of Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy, rich food and pure, choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth. For the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord from whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Inverted pastures he gives me repose. Besides the restful waters he leads me, he refreshes my soul. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil. For you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Only goodness and kindness follows me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. I shall live in the house of the reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, 
I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Still, it was kind of you to share in my distress. My God will fully supply whatever you need in accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus again spoke in reply to the chief priests and the elders of the people, saying in parables, the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite the feast to the feast, whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests... He saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. 
I'd like to invite you this morning to spend a few moments concentrating on that magnificent passage in our second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. And in reading those particular lines, those few words, it brings to mind one of the more extraordinary women in the history of the church, and a woman who has deep roots, not only around the world, but certainly in New Orleans and in the surrounding area. Of course, her name is Frances Cabrini. Frances Cabrini was born in 1850 in a town right outside of Milan, Italy. And growing up in a very devout home and trained and mentored and formed by the Sisters of the Sacred Heart, from very early in her life, she wanted to be a sister of that order. She wanted to be a missionary. She was captivated by the stories that were emerging and had emerged from the life of one of the great missionaries in the history of the church, the Jesuit, Francis Xavier, who was a missionary in the Far East, especially in Japan, and the tremendous trials and sufferings that he endured, and yet was magnificent in the harvest that he was bringing to the Lord. And she wanted to be that. The problem is, she wasn't in very good health as a child. She was very weak. And the order that she wanted to, her whole life, her whole young life, wanted to join, declined to accept her into the order. She wasn't deterred. She didn't take that as God's no. She persisted. And she gained an audience with the Pope, Pope Pius, which is itself a miracle. And she told Pope Pius about her plans to be a missionary, and she wanted to go and follow in the footsteps of Francis Xavier. Oh, and one other thing. From a very little child, she had a tremendous fear. Beyond fear, she had a tremendous anxiety about anything to do with water. She was afraid her whole life, her whole life, of drowning. She had witnessed a drowning that had caused a tremendous trauma in her life. She wanted to go to Asia to follow the example of Francis Xavier. The Pope said to her, you will be a missionary, but I don't want you to go to Asia I want you to go to America. And I want you to work with the immigrants, especially the Italian immigrants that are coming 
into the United States in great numbers now. And Frances Xavier gathered around her seven sisters. The Bible's number for perfection is seven, completion and wholeness. And Frances Xavier took, as part of her religious name, Francis Xavier Cabrini. And over the next years, she made the transatlantic flight. There were no jets and all that kind of stuff, on a boat. In the water, she feared over 30 times. And she wrote about her tremendous fear and anxiety. And while on one of her trips, she read that passage that you heard or hopefully listened to this morning, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. And she was invited by the Archbishop from New York to come with her seven sisters and to work with the immigrants in the tenements in New York. And when she arrived, after that transatlantic uh, boat ride, came to the place where she was supposed to set up her headquarters, a convent, and begin her missionary work in the United States. She read on the front door of the property, this property is condemned. This property is condemned. She had no place to go. She had no base of operation. She didn't get back on the boat and go home. She went around and through the putting together and generosity of the Italian immigrants and others, and others, she had that property repaired and from that base, she began her work throughout the United States establishing schools, daycare centers, orphanages, one of which was in New Orleans, which we have Cabrini High School. Growing up as a, as a child back in the 50s, now, I hasten to add, not the 1850s, by the way, uh, in case you're going, my goodness, he knew Lincoln. Uh, no. Uh, we had St. Mary's Italian Parish. That's what it's called, St. Mary's Italian. Because Catholic parishes tended to be in the United States back then, ethnic. After all, for the longest time, there were more Poles in Chicago than in any other place in the world than Warsaw, the concentration of Polish Catholics in Chicago, the Irish and the Italians in various uh, ethnic ghettos associated with parishes from Saints Peter and Paul, so overwhelmingly Irish, with a stew of Italians and various other ethnic groups. 
The Irish were concentrated there. The Italians on the other side of Elysian Field, down in St. Mary's Parish, St. Mary. The Germans at Holy Trinity. It was that kind of Catholicism, an arrangement at the time. And Mother Cabrini established places of care for families, for mothers, expectant mothers and women. And on that, on that trip, on that boat, that passage from St. Paul, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. <coughs> Mother Cabrini died in December of 1917 of malaria after making her final passage across that dreaded Atlantic Ocean. And this is the same year, of course, in which we had the Russian Revolution in which the Tsar was kicked out and the Leninist uh, Bolsheviks came to power. Mother Cabrini was received into heaven. And her legacy, her legacy, I can do all things in him who strengthens me, is a magnificent thing to guide our lives. Notice, please, I can do all things does not end with a period. Our modern culture and society today wants to end it there. I can do all things. You hear this all the time. Well, you can do anything you want. Well, no, you can't. I have aspirations to play tennis at Wimbledon. All right. Never fall in love with a tennis player, because in tennis, love means nothing. Anyway, if you don't understand that, I pray to God for your soul, because uh, you're not going to heaven, I can assure you of that. Um, I, I, I will never do that. Uh, we tell people, to, oh, you can do it all. You can have it all. You can be it all. And so much of our discontent is there. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. And St. Paul says, I have learned the secret of how to live well, fed, or to go without. St. Augustine one time was in conversation and this person came into the conversation and was complaining, what a horrible day I have. Oh God, it's terrible. And St. Augustine said, bad days, good days. We are the days. We are the days. What do you do with the days? There are no bad days. God wakes you up, not that alarm clock. You're not here by accident. You're not here as some kind of cosmic or biological happenstance. You're here, you exist, because God has something for you to do that only you can do for the sake of the kingdom 
where you are. Bloom where you're planted. Not where you're going to be, would like to be, could have been. Bloom where you're planted. You are the day. So many things are beyond our control. We have no influence on them. And how much do we spend our life either looking through the rearview mirror or dreading what lies in the windshield ahead? And we miss the grace and the beauty and the presence of God where we are called to bloom and be planted. In him, you can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. Not, not this kind of self-affirmation, self-development, self-promotion that we're so filled with today. But it is in Christ Jesus we can do all things. And each and every one of you is called to be a missionary through your baptism. And the mission field that you begin with is in your home those of you that are blessed with children. You are the first pastors, the first teachers, the first exemplars of the religious foundation and faith of your children. The place where you work, where you live, it's mission field. You don't have to get on a boat and go somewhere. It's right here. Our everyday world is a mission land. I'm not called to that. I can't do that. In him, you can do all. All that God calls you to do each and every day. As a husband, as a father, as a wife, as a mother, as a single person. Some people are infirmed and elderly. What can I do? I can't even get out of the bed. I'm housebound. Every day, you have the greatest power within you, the power of prayer. How many people today do not have prayer in their lives? How many people today need prayer? My God, we're part of the body of Christ. Pray for those who have no one to pray with them or for them. For those who are facing the hour of their death, so many, many people are in need of that prayer. And no prayer goes unanswered. No prayer is fruitless or a waste. There's the ministry of prayer for those who are confined to their home. That's a missionary activity and living your baptism. A young person today who refuses to fall for everything because they stand for the truth of Christ. By their example, they are heroes and heroines of the faith. By the way in which we conduct our everyday lives, in him, you can do all things for the sake of God's kingdom. This extraordinary woman, Frances Avi Cabrini, had every reason 
not to continue. Every reason to take the no, the obstacle, all the roadblocks, a fear of water and everything else, and say, this ain't for me. But no, she knew in the depth of her soul that God had something great for her to do. Great as in working and witnessing to God's kingdom, God's presence in the world. And none of us are exempt. God has a work for you to do. And you alone. And in him, in him, you can do all things. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.